What's up, bro? My man, my man. How are you doing? We're back at it. I'm good. How are you, my friend? Doing good. It's been a while. I know, man. What's been going on with you? Just uh, talking about necks and cashing checks. You know how it is. Chilling with Carl Sanders and shit. Yeah, man. Chilling with Carl Sanders. I got to chat with Carl yesterday. It was pretty cool. Where's that coming out at on your um, death drive thing? Yeah, yeah. We're going to. So coming up next week is the uh, Nightmare Green Street Fall Fundraiser for, oh, for yes. the station for WUSC. And uh, we're doing a whole bunch of extra cool shit all week. And one of the things that I'm pitching in is in addition to the concert, which we're going to have. Um, I got an interview with uh, Carl Sanders and Derek Roddy, and we talked about their performance on the new Natter Sedek EP, The Serapium. And awesome, it's be really cool. Gonna, gonna broadcast a clean version of it on the radio sometime during the week, and then we're also gonna upload the Zoom chat to the station uh, YouTube channel. So awesome, you can hear man. all the fucks and shits. I can't wait to hear it, man. It was fun, man. They were super cool guys, super chill guys. Um, I was doing my best to sort of stay calm because, like, I know I'm 37 know. years old. I've been listening to both these dudes since I was, like, 14. So it was, you know, of course. it was intense. I know how you get, man. You don't got to explain it to me. Yeah, I get I get, uh, I get, get a little excited. So do I. I, uh, I interviewed Intoxicated last night. How'd that go? It was good. It was good. It was real cool. I know they, they couldn't get on till like 1030 p.m. So that's why I didn't include you. Oh, man. You know that that's that's by the time, man, by then my sundowner just kicked in and I'm not worth a shit. I, can't I know. Wait. I just didn't want you to hear it and be like, what the fuck? You didn't fucking ask me to be on this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it is all good in the hood. It's cool. And I also realized doing it like how much I how much you make up for me not talking in these podcasts because you you can go on you're you're like a fountain of death metal information and i kind of just am like yeah sweet i was i was thinking the same thing when i was talking to uh to carl and uh derek yesterday i was like man this kind of goes a little bit better when I, I i got a little bit better rhythm when i got zach to bounce shit off of this yeah fucking... we need we need the yin and yang we belong together my man dude man it's it's a blessing I can't yes. wait for this episode. It's always too long in between these, but hey, man, fuck it. We got to do what we got to do. Yes. I mean, we're, you know, we're both busy dudes right now. And fortunately, the only thing that keeps us from doing these things every week is the fact that we're, we're both busy doing shit that we love, you know, and, right. and that, There's, that in itself is a blessing as well. It's a good problem to have, man. Sure. So we're today we're talking to Mike from VHS. I am stoked. Are you stoked? I am super stoked. Well, I think we're going to have a good, conver timely conversation around this time of year about lots of obscure horror films, as we oh, yeah. do. I'm hoping to get educated today, because I feel like if there is a motherfucker out there who can tell us some shit we don't know about grimy horror movies, it's Mike. Between him and the casket slime dudes, I think we're blessed with a lot of... Uh, a lot, a lot of horror information, for sure. Most definitely. And Rocco, from Chain to the Dead, that dude is also a font of... of obscure horror knowledge speaking of he they're playing your show right there are they are playing? they are i'm wearing my my chain to the dead shirt right now let's go plug that tell people what's up with that so people out there in podcast land coming yeah. up this thursday that is october 29th at 6 p.m eastern the wusc virtual concert series wusc is the official radio station of the university of south carolina which is where i host my death metal radio show death drive 90.5 every monday night from 8 to 10 um, but this thursday we are doing a virtual concert it's going to be streaming for free starting at 6 p.m and it's going to be on our instagram which is at wusc fm and it's going to be on our uh, Facebook page, which is WUSCFM. Just look us up on Facebook, WUSCFM 90.5. So what all we're going to have Chain to the Dead, who are good friends of uh, good friends of the Lifts and Riffs podcast, and also a band that I play a whole bunch on my show. Chain to the Dead is going to be playing. We also got a live set from a killer bunch of South Carolina cavemen called Crypt Dweller. Um, I have actually seen their performance already, and it is fucking amazing. They did a professional job of it. Oh, yeah. And then to top it all off, we got our buddy Patrick Bruss from Crypticus, who was on our last episode, is doing an MC uh, job. So he's going to be introing the videos and doing commentary and stuff like that. It's going to be cool, man. We do one of these things every month. 
they came to me and they were like, it's October, it's Halloween. We need, we need your horror uh, mojo. Can you get us some death metal shit? And I was like, you better believe I can. And I think we really came up with something cool. So if you're listening, tune in this Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. You're on like the West Coast or whatever, and it's the middle of the day. That's good. The shit's going to get you through your workday, baby. Enjoy some death metal. No excuses. No excuses. I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see Chain from the Dead. Just I know, man. They're they're crazy. Chain to the Dead. I said from the Dead. Sorry, Rocco. Sorry, Alta. Rocco's just so so cool. It's so cool that we're like friends with Rocco. And we- I, I agree, man. I mean, me and Rocco message each other on Instagram relatively regularly, and he's. He's a cool guy, man. He's a smart guy. He's a deep thinker. He'll, he'll just pop out of nowhere with some shit and be like, have you ever thought, you know, blah, 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 this bizarre shit about the world? And I'm like, God damn, this dude, this dude is, is, is on it. Yeah, man. Where, who knew we were so smart, these death metal fans out here, these death metal heads. Mike Hodgkins is in the waiting room. I'm not going to keep him waiting. We're, we're letting that him man in. let him in. Letting him in our world. Sorry, sorry to be him. I think he said this is his first podcast, so he's a little nervous. So we got to be nice. Oh man, tell him this. We're the best first podcast to have of all time, probably. Where's he at? I think he disappeared on me. Are you scared, Mike? He's afraid. It's okay. I would be afraid too, Mike. Are we intimidating dudes? I don't think that we are. I feel like we're. I feel like not at all. Teddy bears. Yeah, we definitely are. Maybe on the outside, we look like muscular and mean and stuff, but that's right. Those oh, baby. those keto quarantine gains. Oh, man. We can maybe talk about that later. I'm off keto for right now. Okay. Oh, shit. Bulktober. Bulktober. Uh, my man's eating carbs. Uh, Is Mike here? talk about there. Mike, can you hear us, my man? I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? There he is, Mike. Yeah. What up, bro? We can hear you. We can Not see much. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. I'm my, I'm Schuler, man. It's good to meet you. Good to meet you too. And I'm Zach. I'm the one that's been bothering you for the past three weeks to get on this podcast. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Oh no, no problem. You caught me on my one day off this week, so it's all good. Fantastic, man. So Thank how you, are man. you, man? That's that's valuable time. Thank you for giving it to us. We appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah. No problem. I kicked the wife and kids out of the house and then I have some quiet other than the dog. So we're good. Sometimes that's what you got to do, man. You got to carve out a little time for yourself. You got to talk about death metal and horror movies. And uh, it's self-care is what they're calling it these days, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a self-care day for Mike. Go with that. We'll go with self-care. That sounds good. How does Mike from VHS celebrate the Halloween season? What are you doing right now? at this at this time you watching a bunch of movies you recording new music what's what's happening um it's kind of a weird year for halloween honestly with the pandemic so like usually we'd have lots of plans for like trick-or-treating and whatever but that's all out the window so i mean like i pretty much watch horror movies every day anyways so this year it's kind of been uh, um my thought was let's watch a bunch of newer horror movies that I've heard suck to see if I like them. So I've been kind of watching through a bunch of stuff that I kind of didn't want to watch either because I heard bad things or maybe I'm a snob. I don't know what it was, but uh, kind of kicking myself now because I've been watching lots of uh, cool stuff and probably should have watched it in the first place and not been an asshole about it, but I'm usually an asshole. Aside from that, let me know what what stuff what's what's good that we're. Yeah, I I want to know like I really like the idea. I do this with music. I like to go through stuff that's like kind of been shit on, and see if I can sort of recover something valuable from it. And so to know that you're doing something like that with horror movies right now, I think is really interesting. And I'm, we Zach and I both want to know sort of what what are some of the movies, some of the maligned movies that you've that you've been trying to rescue during your Halloween month. So uh, pretty much any of the mainstream stuff and mainstream is kind of a loose term, but you know, like I watched through uh, the conjuring series, uh, all the Annabelle movies, uh, the insidious series. Um, Last night, I just watched lights out for the first time. They're not the best movies ever. I feel like there could be just like six less of them. 
You know what I mean? Like like the pretty first much, one pretty much. Day, it, it, and then they just beat it to fucking death, and it's like the yeah, same thing. I like I was I was into the Conjuring movies, but just the Conjuring movies, all the like other Conjuring universe movies. I like I can't even get through a lot of those. That I, I tried to watch The Nun like two years ago, and holy shit, that's one of the worst fucking movies I've ever tried to sit through. I didn't even see it, dude. Don't. There's no saving that one. It, it's got uh, one of the worst things I hate about newer CG horror movies, that stupid wide mouth that they throw in every fucking movie. <laughs> like where the mouth gets to be like 10 inches big and it's like, that's not scary, that just looks stupid. With like the, it, uh, give, me, give, give me another example, I'm trying to visualize this in my head right now. It's like the deep- so like, oh. Yeah, like yeah. demon mouse where they make them like really exaggerated and you know it's cg and it just looks stupid like they do it a bunch of times in the nun and it's just like it's not funny it's not cool it looks stupid yeah, it i'm is. trying to think what was the first movie to do that that became a it became a popular thing to do probably in like the early 2000s i would th- i would think that was the cg I, I i think it might have been the frighteners well yeah okay might have been the okay. shit i haven't seen or thought about that movie in fucking forever man that's a good one. Frighteners is a good pull, that's, dude. That's, that's the one that uh, Peter Jackson started to fool around with CG, and that's right. that movie is the reason why we have Lord of the Rings. Think about unfortunately. Frighteners, the horror genre is what gave us Peter Jackson, and, and I, I feel like more people in the world should know that, but they don't. A lot. I think a lot of people don't like his first movies were awesome. Like bad taste, brain dead. Yeah. Meet the feebles. I feel like I hope he I hope he's still down with them. I hope he's not like embarrassed of them or whatever, and that's why people don't know. I'm sure he's not. I'm sure it's just a question of like now that he's working with the budgets and shit that he's working with and at the level that he's at, he's probably not Yeah. Probably not worried about the old horror movies anymore. But uh what are you gonna do, man? So besides those yeah, they're actually... universe films, what else have you been up? What else have you been watching that's been maligned? Uh, just anything new, like anything made like in the last 10 years. Like okay. um, uh, any, I'll just throw on a random movie on Netflix that I've like, I can't think of anything specifically, but like things like um, I think it started with Hereditary. Okay. I watched Hereditary and I loved it. So I'm like, I okay, love, maybe I'm all for it. Hereditary fucked me up, man. I uh I yeah. absolutely love that movie. I, I watched that one alone by myself while my wife and kids were out of town and I'm like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Like that's the first movie in years that's actually freaked yeah. me out. Like I felt just- the same. I felt the same way. Like I, we went and saw it in theaters, and I remember just being like super fucking nervous, like leaving and being like, like genuinely doubt. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of horror movies, it it's a lot easier to gross me out than it is to freak me out. And I'll be like, all right, so there's a lot of guts and shit that's kind of nasty, but it's never scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hereditary though, like that shit made me not want to be by myself that night. And right. and like you said, I can't remember the last time I, I watched a movie that, that made me feel that way. You know a movie fucked me up was The Strangers. That shit scared the fuck out of me. I don't think I've actually even seen that. That's where like some people show up at a house, right? Yeah. It's just like super stark and realistic and like slow burning and just like it's probably what it would be like if like somebody really wanted to fuck with you if you were home alone. Yeah, it's it's cool. See that one I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one, but I think it started like a whole bunch of copycat movies because there was like that one, like Hush. Yeah. About like the deaf girl alone in the house yeah. with the one and guy, and that was really freaky. You're next. I think that was one. That yeah. Was kind of the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. The Strangers is the OG though. They're, I think it's they're it's better than all of those. Interesting about to bring up Hush. Mike Flanagan did that. He does the dude that did Doctor Sleep, yeah. and um, he did a Ouija: The Origins of Evil. Like the he Ouija did that. Over. I didn't know he did that movie. I didn't either. I was listening to like an interview with him, but like, so I automatically like you. 
like I like kind of dismiss those movies immediately. Like anytime there's like a Ouija board or like a ghost possession haunted mirror movie or a conjuring movie, I just like don't fucking watch it. But it made me want to watch this one because they basically wanted him to do it so bad, a sequel to one of these Ouija's, that they just let him do like whatever the fuck he wanted. And apparently it's like super stylistic and like dope. It's uh, like very vintage, like 60s horror. It's supposed to be really sick. I'll yeah. have to check it out. Doctor Sleep's awesome. So. Doctor Sleep is okay. It's okay. I didn't think I it was awesome. It. I I, it. Okay, so here's here's what happened. I fucked up, right? I bought it, and um, I opened up the case, and there's on, on the left side, it says theatrical cut, and on the right side, it says director's cut. So, of course, I'm like, fuck it. Let's do this shit all the way. Right. Director's cut time, baby. And that movie is like three and a half fucking hours long. There is so much jumping around. It's just, it, it's, it's the classic sort of pitfall of trying to adapt a Stephen King movie, right? Where there's so much shit going on in those books. There's so many different layers, so many different characters, so many different dynamics that when you try and, and adapt that without like really cutting it down and really sort of linearizing it, you're going to fail, right? Every single time. And the ones that work, the Stephen King adaptations that work are because somebody has done that and they've done it well. That, I feel like the adaptation of Dr. Sleep, the three and a half hour director's cut version, I feel like it was the best he probably could have done, but I ended up watching the theatrical version too. And it was a lot smoother. Like the transitions were a little bit better. There was a lot less jumping around. Um, Just felt like he was trying to do too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. One thing I did like though, is how it's sort of, have you, Mike, you said you haven't seen it then? I, I just haven't had enough time to put into it. Like three hours is. Yeah. Uh, well, watch That's the theatrical version, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop now though because I don't want I don't want to spoil anything for you. But it, here's the thing: you should definitely see it. Everybody should see it. I agree, especially if you're a fan of The Shining, and yeah, I, don't know, I don't I don't know who's not a fan of The Shining, really. I, I you know who's not a fan of The Shining, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call her out right now, uh, Stacy from the purgatory girls oh wow stacy is not a shining fan and that sort of that kind of bums me out but we talked about it i'm okay with that things are not everybody's gonna like everything i like and i just gotta learn to accept it you know what i mean we'll have to let it go we'll have to let it go for now one of my one of my favorite things about the shining and i I watched it the other night and it's so it's still fresh on my mind is like how good of a job jack nicholson does of making like he just absolutely fucking despises his wife and his kid like the this super innocuous scene in the car when they're driving up to the overlook for the first time near the beginning and like Danny's sort of rattling on about the Donner party and and Wendy's asking questions about the Donner party and shit and you can just see him sitting there seething like I'm trapped by this fucking prison (laughs) it's it's not one of like the scarier scenes in the movie but it does seem like I don't know it, it just seems super like realistic it's definitely as somebody who has kids i might say that's probably the most realistic scene of the movie (laughs) (laughs) yes do we do we need to have some sort of intervention here mike is everything okay with you guys (laughs) everything's fine well let's on on the subject of uh psychopathy and uh violence and murder and things like that you're in a band called vhs how about that how about that can you do us or do our do our listeners a favor and, and sort of fill us in a little bit on the history of the band, on sort of your involvement with death metal, and let's 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 talk about you for a little bit, man. That's why we got you here. Um, so VHS kind of started out of actually something pretty funny. Me and two of my buddies um, wanted to get together to do a, a Guar cover show. And uh, we went like the whole nine yards, did like all the costumes, everything. And uh, uh, the drummer, Andy, and the bass player, Jimmy, um, like I said, I've known for years. Um, that ended, we played the show, it went really good. Um, and my wife said to me, well, why don't you uh, keep playing with those guys as a new band and make it all about horror movies? And I'm like, well, that's a really good idea. Like. Um, I've been in bands before, but nothing that really went anywhere beyond like a, a local level, right? So we we got together. Um, the first 
day we jammed, uh, we recorded uh, like two songs for a demo. We did uh, uh, Fornicating in the Furniture Store and Hairspray and Bloodspray. And they were pretty awful. It, so- it sounded like a band that was recording on the first day they jammed. But I mean, I was like excited. It, it's cool. It's new. And I was like, well, I said to the other guys, I said, well, can I like send these out to the internet, like put this online and see what people think? Um, people like really seem to dig it right off the hop, um, which was cool. I've never, like I said, every band I was in previously was like local band level, like never uh, did anything. And even at that, like a lot of the bands existed before the internet was even what it is currently. So it's like yeah. you'd record and sell 10 copies at a show and that's, Hey, we made something, but this, I started to realize that like, Hey, just record stuff and send it out. Uh, put it online, do a video, whatever, and you know people will start to notice. And then uh, from that, we just started adding new songs. So like originally, we did like five or six songs, um, which we called the Rewind or Die demo. Um, then when it came time to do like a physical copy of it. Um, we actually were in touch with Mike from Horror, Pain, Gore, Death about doing um, like an official online release. And uh, so something, I can't remember what exactly happened, but somebody said like, maybe don't use Rewind or Die because it's like the catchphrase for another company, like a VHS company. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, so then we said, okay, let's think of something else. We changed it to uh, Hi-Fi Horror something like that uncut something silly vhs related um so that that was basically our demo um we didn't really expect anything to come of it and then like you know uh people uh labels wanted to release like our first album and it was it was really awesome and it just kind of it just came all started out of just uh me wanting to jam with a couple of buddies and it ended up being tons of fun and people just grasped onto it right away i guess I don't know what it was. Well, that's how the best shit happens. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So it was your wife's idea based to have a horror movie related band? Is that, is, did I hear that? Yeah, I mean, like, she she knows me well, right? And she knows yeah. that I was all about, like, uh, Razorback Records bands and, like, sure. horror movies all over the house, horror figures tripping over, and, like, there's just horror movie stuff all over this place. So she knows what I'm into and I've always wanted to do it, but it just never kind of came into fruition. So it just happened to everything kind of fell into place. So does this feel like what and you're then she, to do? Musically, I think so. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely something I enjoy and it motivates me to keep uh, recording new stuff and not getting uh, frustrated with uh, possibly not fitting in with everything going on. Sure. But uh, it's fun. Speaking of everything going on, um, we always lately one of the things that we've been doing. Well, not lately. It's kind of been the the entire the entirety of this podcast, which was sort of born of uh, COVID boredom. Pretty much. Um, how's how's everything going for you up there, man? How's uh, how's the world changed? What's what's you know? I said you said that uh, Halloween's going to be a little bit different this year, but on the whole, is your is your routine all fucked up? Like, what's going on? I mean, my, my job's pretty much stayed steady. I work in retail, so uh, it's going to happen. That's going to be there until we all die. Um, like day to day, everything's pretty much. The only thing that suffered, I'd say, is actually the band itself in a lot of ways. Um, just because at first we were like kind of leery about uh, getting together because of everything that's going on. I mean, we're in a small town. Um, at its peak, we only had like 80 cases, 85 cases. So, I mean, it's not like we didn't get hit by it very hard at all. But at the same time, you want to err on the side of caution. So, I mean, we actually... A few weeks ago was the first time we got together and jammed. And this album that we just recorded over this pandemic has been like, it, it was definitely very different than anything we've ever done before. Because, you know, in the past, everything's like the usual, like you go into the studio, 
or our jam space, if you will, whatever you want to say, um, recorded together as a band, you know, flesh out ideas together. And this, this time it was basically like, um, my drum, the drummer, Andy said, Hey, I got a bunch of drum tracks. What do we want to do with these? So he said, well, send them to me. I'll try to write some songs around it. Um, and then that happened and we ended, ended up having like, I don't know, five or six songs. And then I said, I kept bugging them like, okay, just do more drum tracks, do more drum tracks. And like giving them ideas and just bouncing back and forth. And then uh, before we knew it, we had an album and it's like, holy shit. Like this seemingly came out of nowhere. Like we were, weren't expecting to have one so soon. Cause it's, it had only like not even been a year since our last one. Um, yeah. But it's uh, turned out really cool. And it kind of lit a fire under my ass to like, um, learn more about the recording side of things so like um it's pretty liberating to be able to record vocals in your underwear in your kitchen you know like it's you don't have to worry about <laughs> you're not at the mercy of anyone else's schedule right it's like yeah if i want to record something at four in the morning i can do that you know and you're not at any you're not on any limit to time limit or anything so it uh it's kind of been like i guess the pandemic's kind of been a blessing and a curse like if it hadn't happened we might not have even had a new album by now so i don't know it's hard to say but aside from that, it's been pretty much business as usual. With um, one of the things that we've that we've seen is uh, there that I think is interesting anyway is sort of what you described about how the writing and recording dynamic for a lot of bands has changed due to the socially distanced thing and due to um, other sort of concerns that have come up recently. And it sounds to me like you know it's kind of worked in you guys' favor. Uh, do you feel like this will probably like forever impact the way that, that VHS puts music together? Or do you feel like when it's safe and a little easier, you guys will start getting into a practice space again? I, I think it'll probably be both. Like, I mean, um, we're, we're very much like a, uh, like a live feel type of band, you know? So like all, yeah. all of our albums have kind of been recorded with like me and Andy together in a room like fleshing out ideas and bouncing ideas off each other. Um, this, the, I do like this though, just because it, it does allow you to tinker with things a little bit more. Like if you're recording a song live, it's like, okay, that's it. We're going to like, you, you basically keep playing the song until you're, until you're satisfied with it. We don't try to overanalyze anything, but um, like recording like this, it's more, I don't want to say collaborative, but like if there's something I want to change, like I can like cut out a guitar part and like rethink the riff. You know what I mean? Like it's not as, as set in stone, but um, we like, even after we finished the album, we did, um, we did like that, uh, the ninth, like the nine minute uh, cannibal epic song we did like that primitive and pissed off. So that, that was kind of like after we did the album, Andy was like excited to like, Hey, I, I got my setup still going. Like, let's do something new. Um, so it, it does allow us to be more creative faster, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, one of the things I've always wanted to do with the band is just always be doing new music. I, I, I get bored really easily. Like even like even the second like I sent the album off to be mastered. It's like, okay, I'm already thinking about the next one. It's like, okay, where can we go next? We went to space. What's the next logical freaking step? So I don't know if space was this logical step or not, but but yeah, yeah it's just, go ahead. I don't know. I'm rambling. No, no, you're not rambling at all. Like this is, this is the kind of shit that we like to hear specifically. <laughs> like we like, we like getting into the minds of musicians and sort of looking at their process and it, one of the things that you've mentioned is something that we've also dealt with with other uh, artists that we've had on in the past is this sort of constant ability and constant drive to continue creating new music. Um, and for a lot of people, that seems to, to spread out into multiple different endeavors. Do you have anything else that you write for these days? Like, is any of the shit that you're, any of the ideas you're coming up with, do you think, well, maybe this is not VHS, maybe this might be something else? Uh, I'm kind of lucky in that we never really pigeonholed VHS into any one corner. Like, so like, we'll have like, 
um, a song like Hairspray and Bloodspray that's like hair metal, I guess, you know, influenced like, yeah. or like a doom song and like a punk song. Like it's just, it's kind of all over the place um, stylistically as is. Um, the only other thing I have is I'm in a, I started like a project called Oozing Sockets, which is just like a really gross uh, gore grind thing. We did one, uh, one demo so far um that's out um that's kind of actually i kind of tried to do that one incognito i like uh oh, i made man. like a, a big big elaborate backstory about like how uh the bass player's name is torso and he's like from italy and the guitar player's uh-huh. name is blood and he's like from uh and then we had a drummer that's a robot and it's just ridiculous and then Did like out you i didn't i didn't the- mean to out you man no, no, it's it's funny though. I'm, I was about to say like, so we put it. I put it online. It's like start sharing it, and then like uh, maybe like the second post, the guy's like, "Yeah, that's Mike from VHS's new project. They're awesome." It's like, damn it, can't be didn't last long being incognito, but like ruin it every time, man. It won't work anymore, man. I think yeah. it was the last band to do it effectively. Ghost did it for a while pretty well. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen again, but I was going to bring that up though, Mike, uh, VHS has a lot of different, uh, just, you know, taking a quick look through your albums, like the themes, like you have a fucking Christmas themed album, which is awesome. The new ones in space, you know, it's very much not just like horror movie sample yeah. song, just a horror movie band. So I, I, I like how you keep it fresh. And I just want to know a little bit more about your thought process and the, keeping the tunes different and keeping the music fresh. So basically like I've always looked at it, like there's tons of different types of horror movies, right? Yeah. So you have like your cheesy ones, your serious ones. So if depending on like how the writing process works, if I know what movie the song is going to be about, it could dictate like how the music sounds. Um, for like i've always said like the my my thought process is like i want the songs to be like somebody's reading the back of the movie cover okay like the songs are like like a like a quick synopsis of what the movie's about or like either that or we'll latch on to like a stupid part of a, a, a movie like you know street trash with the the dick throwing scene like we have a song about that which is hilarious and stupid but I mean, it works, right? It's 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 a lot of freedom to have a band that can be as goofy as you want, but be as serious as you want. Because you could have like I like I can have a song about throwing dicks around a junkyard, as a, <laughs> and then at the same time have like a serious song. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it gives you a lot of freedom just to not be pigeonholed into one thing because that's one of the things that kind of I don't want to say I don't like about a lot of current music is like if you listen to the first song on an album you've listened to the 10th song on an album you know what i mean like there's not maybe tempo wise there's variation but a lot of bands just find like their little niche that they're comfortable with and that's what they stick to for an entire album and it's just to me i find that boring like i'll listen to one or two songs and then i'll be looking for something else you know like i i I like the bands that aren't afraid to like throw in a little quirkiness or humor or, or whatever. And that's kind of where the, the motivation to keep going with the band is like, I just mostly write music that I want to hear. And then if other people like it, then that's even better. Right. You know, like we're not going to make millions. That's for sure. Never know. Never know, man. You never, never know. (laughs) Well, like one of the, I do think that, um, that death metal, and and sort of you know other some other subgenres of metal like thrash uh, sort of naturally lend themselves to bringing in humor in ways that I think is kind of unexpected. Um, and VHS is definitely no exception. You guys are, are very much doing that. But what are some of the what are some of the influences as far as like comedic stuff and heavy music that you? I think the main influence where that came from is macabre. Yeah. Like I'm a huge macabre fan and like, they're like, 
musicianship is through the roof, but they're not afraid to make things fun. Like they're talking about killing women and children, but they do it like to a nursery rhyme. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's probably where that came from. And like, um, I can't even think of any other bands where humor might've been a thing. Like I'd look at it more like fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like old Razorback stuff, like, uh, early blood freak frightmare ghouls splatterhouse it's all really fun music to listen to and that's kind of like maybe we emphasize the humor part more than just you know some bands but uh i don't know that's it's it's very important to me and the only thing that bugs me about like us having the humorous side is we get uh sometimes lumped in with uh other bands that i don't think we're really have anything to do with like i mean there's been a few reviews that compared us to municipal waste and said pizza thrash and i'm like well yeah i don't <laughs> think so but like well i think having the we humor, get compared to a lot of weird bands yeah the humor element and just pushing the fun factor i think i mean at least for me as if i'm putting myself in your shoes would make would put more pressure to perform better so you're not just categorized as a joke band. Like you mentioned, Macabre's like a, put those up, put those dudes up there musically with just about anybody. They fucking rule. You know, so I feel like if you yeah. got, if the music is subpar, well, that's just this death metal band that all they do is throw dicks and, you know, whatever, recycle the same riff. So do you feel that that puts more pressure on you to like put out quality shit? I guess so. But at the same time, like, I don't even think about it, honestly. Like, it's just like, yeah, I just all I care about is writing new music and like the the review side of things and like what people think is like, I care to an extent, but at the same time, by the time they're having an opinion about a song I wrote, I've probably written 10 more. Yeah. So I, I, I like to think that we're like, if, I, I hope that people don't think just because we're humorous that we suck. You know what I mean? Because we do put effort into the music for sure. And I mean, I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. We have so many songs that there probably is a few riffs that have been recycled a couple of times, but okay. hopefully nobody notices and we'll just, we'll just keep <laughs> going and, you know. Yeah. You don't have to tell them, man. See if anyone notices. Yeah. We won't tell them, but if they notice, we'll, we'll, we'll say kudos and then probably use the riff again in two more albums but yeah and i mean when i say like when i say humor i don't necessarily mean like stand-up comedy but more like sort of the tongue-in-cheek nature of a lot of the things that also sort of entertain us when it comes to horror movies you know what i mean so much of so much of what we like about horror movies and then i'm thinking death metal like classic shit like carcass right is sort of like the tongue-in-cheek uh the the character winking at you because they get the joke too type thing not necessarily like a gag sure. uh but just sort of uh and i guess the way that you put it having fun is is a little bit more accurate a little bit more along the lines of what i'm trying to say so not like the kind of music that you listen to and like bust out laughing but the kind of music that is tongue-in-cheek and it's sort of self-aware uh because i feel like bands that do that just like movies that do that that sort of creates an extra dimension of the way that you can connect with your audience like evil dead too. well if you're aware how ridiculous it is yes that's the fun part though all right mike so what are some now we talked about the bad movies that you might have been watching now what are the classic movies that you love that maybe maybe or maybe not inspired some VH classic VHS records, but yes. also some recommendations that you can give to us and our listeners for the Halloween season. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Um. So for me, like, I I'm pretty meat and potatoes when it comes to like classic movies. Like, for like at the Halloween Halloween season, uh, like October, whatever, I tend to stick to like. Um, like for me, I always watch the ones that got me into it in the first place. So it's like uh, Friday the 13th, 6 uh, was like the first Jason movie I ever saw. And that one's really stuck with me. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, uh, Dream Warriors, classic, one of the series. That's like my favorite of the bunch. Um, 
Halloween, Halloween 2, um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I always watch at least two or three times a year. Um, Monster Squad's like probably my in my top five movies of all time. Okay. Kind of a kid's movie, but I don't care. I still love it. I was a kid when I saw it, so it still works. Um, and then, like, I always recommend people if they haven't seen it, you always got to uh, head to, like, the Italian movies eventually. Like, yeah. I remember when I was, like, 18, 18, 19, I had my first job. And um, one of the first things I was, like, scouring pawn shops for uh, VHS tapes, um, going to, like, when stores were still selling, like, VHS tapes, it was, like, all the Anchor Bay reissues. So I was getting, like... Uh, Sure. zombie for the first time seen zombie seen the beyond for the first time uh new york ripper uh don't torture a duckling uh opera all the all the classic like falsi and argento movies and like that really opened my mind to like italian horror and like crazy gore awesome music um my wife fucking hates italian movies like anytime i watch her, <laughs> like, oh that stuff and it's like it's it's definitely an acquired taste, like, and, but it's awesome if if you dig into it. And like any of those movies are awesome to watch. Like if you want to recommend somebody like uh, a total gross out movie, like Zombie, you know, or uh, House by the Cemetery, The Beyond, yeah. like the gore in those movies are just ridiculous. Absolutely. And uh, for its time, it was like super well done. Um, so those would be the ones I'd recommend. And then like. I don't even know, like, I, I'm like a slasher guy. Like, I'm all about, like, uh, Slaughter High, The Mutilator, Madman, um, The Burning, like, all, all that type of stuff. If it's got a guy in a mask, I love it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, a burned-up guy who's killing teenagers for no reason, and I'm a happy man. I'm you down know, those, with that. Those are, the ones where you, those are the ones where you know you're guaranteed, like, some boobs, some blood, and probably some kick-ass heavy metal songs, right? And that's... That to me is what I love about Halloween and horror movies. I mean, I, I like the serious stuff too. Like I'm all about like demonic possession movies and the exorcist is amazing. But like, I obviously with VHS and the music, it's like, I, I gear more towards the fun side of horror and like the B movie side or whatever. So that that's what I always recommend. You want to watch something fun, like stick to an 80s slasher. Like if it's got a cool cover, chances are it might have some redeeming qualities. You know, so it's it's a it's a hard formula to fuck up the slasher formula. It's a it's definitely a fallback. True, I mean, like it's men. It, we're men, right? So you throw right. some boobs, some blood, and maybe like a rock and guitar solo, and we're we're yeah. generally entertained for at least an hour and a half. So it's, I, I am a fan of all of these things. We're we're gonna do uh, it's it's slasher night tonight in my place. My wife is gonna watch uh, Hatchet with me for the first time. She's not seen that one before. Oh, nice! Um, Hatchet's a good pool. The second one's good too. Yeah, I I feel like they I feel like that's a pretty good carry in the torch for '80s like dumb fucking slasher movies uh series you know what i mean they do get progressively dumber like that fourth one i was just like holy shit this is yeah like, they really did that yeah but like I, I i i do wonder sort of you know as it gets easier to to make movies like underground as it's sort of as production costs sort of get a little bit lower and as we see distribution of, you know, same thing with music, sort of widening via the internet. There's all these new places to find horror movies, just like there's all these new places to find underground music like death metal. It makes me wonder what all I'm missing right now, because like I refuse to believe that all of the good shit happened in the 80s and just stopped, you know what I mean? And that anything good these days is like an anomaly. I know that there's gotta be good shit out there. I just wanna be able to find it. It's like, that's the same thing that I think when people tell me that like, there's no death metal ended in the 90s and there's no new death metal that's good or whatever. I wanna be like, well, you know, that 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 to me just sort of says that you, you might not know where to look, right? Because there's a ton of new shit out there that's really, really good. I uh, want to know what the what the horror equivalent of that is. There's got to be good shit out there, man. I just got to know where to find it. Do you have any? Just have to wade through a lot of shit to find it, too. Yeah. <laughs> every think... now and then, I'll like. Every now and then, I'll I'll tumble down a YouTube rabbit hole and see like a really cool like 15 minute short or whatever. What I like, 
and those the Friday the Thirteenth fan films I always find interesting, and I think it would be cool if there was some way to like license that so that you could get a shitload of those things sort of put onto like one DVD or whatever just to to own and and watch all together. Well, that's the that becomes the problem with those, right? Just like the rights to the character and the yep. franchise and all that, that they can't really explore. But if they didn't make it Friday the Thirteenth, if they just made it their own movie, it might be that might be the way to do it. You know, you wonder they did actually they just release. Go ahead. They did just release a new uh, fan film there that Never Hike in the Snow or whatever. Yeah, yeah I guess it's like the sequel to Never Hike Alone. Never Hike Alone was solid. I haven't, I haven't seen Never Hike in the Snow. It just came out, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what I, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's, it's short. It's only like a half an hour long, and it's cool. It all, it like, to me, like it's, it's fun, but you can like, it's not Jason. Like that's the thing. Like I mean, it's like, and it's a fan film, so I get that. But like. I mean, like, not spoiler alert, but the first kill in the movie, he kills somebody with a bow and arrow. And I'm like, well, when, what, when did Jason learn how to use a bow and arrow? Like, come on. Like, but it's still fun and it brings in some characters from previous movies, right? But it's like, I want to see Jason hit somebody against a tree with a sleeping bag, not shoot somebody with a bow and arrow. But that's, that's just, yeah, me. I don't know. That was that was one of the kills in the reboot in the Friday the Thirteenth reboot. He shoots somebody with an arrow as they are like piloting a boat across right. Crystal Lake. I forgot. And I was like, that. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, man. But they, uh, you know, I don't think that that movie was particularly bad. I just, I didn't really like the idea of him using like compound archery equipment. Well, it was a uh, weird one, like. A- I, I like the reboot, uh, but I found it like they kind of like took too much from Texas. Uh, like it felt like the Texas re- remake where they kind of uh, rebooted it, like how he had like all the tunnels underneath the yeah. tunnels underneath the camp. And is like, well, that's an interesting idea, but it's like you, you don't need to reinvent the wheel with Jason. Like, it's like, we don't need to know everything about how he does what he does. Like, so that, yeah. that's like, it's almost like you give away too much and like, God damn it. Don't give him a bow and arrow. That just bugs the shit out of me. A fucking machete and let him do his work. Machete and a sleeping bag. And he's good. That's all he needs. Or his fists, like in part eight, when he, yeah, punches the guy's head off in a in a street fight i think that we should bring that shit back that that vibe of the 80s slasher movies just the over the topness i think we're lost on that in the new horror movies trying to make it too realistic yeah it's an undead guy in a hockey mask it doesn't need to be realistic yeah yeah that's one of the um what was the uh, the last one that the Hereditary got? Midsummer. I I was not a big fan of Midsummer on the whole. Uh, in fact, I didn't like it at all. Um, but I did uh, I did think that the head gore was really like the effects in that were really really good. So it would be interesting to see, you know, sort of a, a combination of the over the top shit from from the eighties, like gesture wise and like action wise and like narrative wise sort of meet the uh, the more advanced effects capabilities that we have now. Because I think that, you know, on top of virtual effects, which, you know, are, are cool and all, to be able to see the way that we can pull off physical effects, like actual, actual effects these days, is really impressive. Um, and it would be cool to see those two things come together. Mike, do you have any sound recommendations for our listeners? What are some of your favorite horror soundtracks? um for that like more so, i i think like the italian stuff is what i think is awesome like um like the the beyond and zombie like that uh um the goblin uh, i can't stuff. even think i'll just say his name all oh. the goblin stuff yeah and like the fabio Fritzi stuff is all just like when i first heard that stuff i was like holy fuck like i've never heard anything like this in my life and it's right. just like super driving and like very like rock based you know like a lot of the 80s 
horror movie music is like super synth based and like um like dance based super cool too like i i i love the halloween um theme and that's like the iconic like that's what everyone thinks of when they think of horror movies like that's the theme song they think of but uh i always like to i always like the goblin stuff and like the fritzy stuff because it's just like super cool super driving and like bass heavy yeah and it just it's such a weird counterpoint to the movie itself it is because it's like you've got like this graphic violence and just gross shit happening and it's like there's like almost like dark disco music Mm -hmm. happening while while it's it's happening and it's like such a neat uh a neat counterpoint to the to the movies that like um yeah, like honestly, if you've never heard the Beyond soundtrack, like that's like something that I don't even care if you like horror movie music. Like that's just cool music. Yeah, man, it's the shit. It's great, like, like literally in the background on Zach's screen right now. Right. The yeah. The soundtrack. Yep. So good, dude. And uh, I never know if I'm saying this this title right. Is it Tenebre Argento's or Tenebre Tenebre? Um, I've always I, said it Tenebre, but I don't know. Tenebra, yeah, I, I, I always fuck it up, whatever. Every, but, everybody knows everybody knows what you're talking about when you say it, but none of us know how to pronounce none it. None of us know for sure. That soundtrack. I'm not fucking Italian, you know what I mean? I don't right. know. I am, and I don't know how to say it, but that soundtrack <laughs> rules. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> you should just you should just in, inherently know this stuff. It should be encoded into your Italian. Well, you go like this, say Tenebre. I can just do that. Tenebre. Tenebre has awesome, awesome tunes. And they let that... They let their music fucking play too. Like it's not like they just like have it for like thirty seconds in the kill scene. Like they let the whole track like play at full volume while shit's going down. It's a whole experience. Like those movies are sick for sure. Oh yeah, it's like almost like a second character. It's like an extra character, like um, Suspiria. Yeah, like that whole part in the rain where the music is just playing. Like that's that's I don't for lack of a better word, that's beautiful. Like that's it's like that's it 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 don't like. It almost makes like horror movies artistic, and I, I, I that's like I kind of leery to say that, but it like. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, it's I, like. I agree. It, it, I agree, and I, I guess I, that I, maybe I, that's the European influence. No, dude, it's great. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that one of the cool things about horror movies, right, is that a lot of times there aren't the budgetary expectations, and especially with some of the older Italian shit, right, the, the sort of budgetary and financial expectations that you get when you have a, a more, a bigger produced movie that's sort of intended to go to a bigger audience, um, the things that you can do, the way that you can shoot it sort of changes, right, it needs to be more palatable, it needs to be more accessible, um, but with like underground horror movies then and now um, comes this degree of freedom that, you know, when a director embraces, you get something really cool out of it. But at the same time, you know, it's really easy to fall into the pattern of like, well, these kind of scares and this kind of camera angles and shit like that have worked in the past. So why don't we just, you know, if it ain't broke, we're not going to fix it. But knowing, knowing that when you get into this territory of sort of being able to make a movie that doesn't have a whole lot of, of financial expectations on it, um, but that maybe is going to be seen by an audience who's willing to take some new trips. Like, I think that that's a really cool opportunity that, I, you know, I love when directors capitalize it. I wish they would capitalize on it more. Definitely. Definitely. That's one of the things that I thought made Hereditary really cool. Yeah. Um, slow burn movie with a whole lot of really interesting sort of everything feels so normal in that movie until you realize that there's fucking nothing normal going on in that movie. You know what I mean? Everything's so super understated and creepy um, until you're like, this is all fucking really weird. And, and that was my thing about Midsummer. I I felt like he kind of flipped it on its head. They were just like, let's do some really weird shit. And maybe people will think that it's scary. I don't know. Yeah, I agree there. I didn't, I wasn't a huge Midsummer fan. And the parts I was found myself liking, I was like, oh, that's just the fucking Wicker Man. So, yeah, it was this stuff that felt like the Wicker Man and the stuff that felt like like the head trauma. I don't know the watching the heads get pulverized. I was like, this is fucking impressive. I'm yeah, down. into that. We're yeah, we're not that hard to please. Smash some more. Yeah, heads, it'll be fine. Going back to the boobs and the blood. All right. Well, 
This has been a great episode. It's for horror talk for sure, especially around this time of year. So we really appreciate it, man. It is the season. It is the season. Season season for for boobs and blood. Right. So as things wind down, Mike, we have to uh, we have to ask you our final question. Very important question. All of our podcast guests. And Shuler, why don't you take this one, bro? All right. Take your time to think about it if you need to. It's very important. What is your favorite Black Sabbath album? Jesus. Um, Volume four. Solid answer. And I can see, based on our conversation so far, why you would say that. Because volume four is a heavy record, but it's also a really fun album. Fantastic, yeah. There's heavy shit on there, but then like St. Vitus Dance and like Laguna Sunrise and Changes. Yeah. These things are all like sort of fun. You know what I mean? And then you got Under the Sun, which is like my favorite fucking Black Sabbath yeah. song of all time. That shit's heavy oh. as fuck. Yeah. Good choice. Good call. Absolutely, dude. I agree. Do you have anything more to add or do we just summarize exactly why you like that album for you in a good way? Um, It's actually like... I think that might have been the first one I actually bought. Okay. Like I was, I was kind of late to the Black Sabbath party. Like I liked, I actually liked Ozzy's solo stuff before Black Sabbath. And then, um, I think I bought what was the first one. No, I wasn't volume four then. Masters of Reality. I bought, mm-hmm. and I really liked that one. So that's when I bought volume four, and then that was the one that I really, really liked. Got it. And that's pretty much the one I listen to if I throw in a Black Sabbath album will be volume four. Understandable. I mean, you can't go wrong, but that's a good answer. We don't get many volume four answers. I don't think I don't think that we've gotten a volume four before. I don't, yeah, I, didn't Rocco like... Go. I don't know. I don't think so. I can't remember. I don't know. I want to we say... Should have- we, we should we should like start making a tally of we like how, how many how many people like of what you know what i mean right we're starting now with with mike on volume four for sure well thanks, first mike. first tick on the yeah, box you got it bro anything more you'd like to add mike before we wrap up man? anything you want to promote for vhs or otherwise um, anything at all no, definitely. Like, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. Um, oh, for sure, man. First thanks time doing coming. a podcast. So. Oh, dude. Uh, the only other thing is, we got uh, the new album should be out. I'll do air quotes. Should be out uh, November twenty seventh. I don't know, like, pressing wise, what's going on with what's going on in the world, but uh, yeah. that's the date where it should be out. Um, at least digitally, it'll, it'll be out uh, November twenty seventh. Uh, should have CDs, tapes, and first time we're doing vinyl. So for this album, so it should be cool. Uh, Grindhead Records and Funeral Hymns Records are kind of co-releasing uh, the vinyl and the tape, and uh, Grindhead's doing the CD. Um, it's called Gore from Beyond the Stars. Super cheesy, super fun. Fucking awesome, uh, though, man. Gonna like it. We can't I love wait, that shit. Dude. You got you got two pre-orders right here for sure. Guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed. I Mike, that. thank you so much, man. We really appreciate your time, and we are so glad to be your first podcast. I hope I hope that the people who hear this, who also have podcasts, get in touch with you because you're a fun guy to talk to. Definitely, man. Thanks, guys. Cheers, thank brother. You. We'll see you next time. Keep doing what you're doing. Cheers. All right, brother. I don't know to hang up. You just hang up, man. That's all <laughs> you should be able to hit the little button that says leave. Um, or oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Not that we like I gotcha. you. Guys. Gotcha. We still love you. You can stay if you want. It's okay. No. What's well, up to you guys? No, nah, man. We're, we're signing off. We're, we just do a yeah, little. We're, wind- we're, we're doing the wind down. Yeah, we just say... Um, I'm just bugging you guys anyway. Okay, I found it. All right, bro. I'm not totally <laughs> retarded. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Take it All easy, right, man. man. Fuck yeah. Dude's awesome. That was great. It's always awesome when we end up getting somebody really cool. And that is something that happens every single time. Right. Which 
I don't think that we should break that streak. I think we should do our very best to sort of to sort of stick with it that way. Just keep putting that energy out into the world and we'll keep getting it back, my friend. Oh yeah, man. Enjoy your slasher movie tonight. Yes, I'm going to. What are you you got anything on your schedule for tonight? Bro, I am watching the obituary live stream of Cause of Death that starts at 5 p.m. Oh shit. So you gotta get your shit together before that begins. Get my shit together before that begins. It's literally going to be me alone watching this until somebody comes in and invite me, but that's it. I can't wait. Enjoy, man. That is quality alone time. That too is self-care. It is self-care. Anybody, yeah. Absolutely. Fucking listen, listen to that album if you never have, which if you never oh, yeah. have, you're probably not listening to this podcast, so I should <laughs> say sure. that. But yeah, I'm stoked on it. We'll talk about it. I'll Please, send, I'll let's send do it. Video. I uh, good. I got uh, I got another guest lined up soon. We're going to try and get to this a lot quicker than we have recently. And for the people who are listening right now, thank you guys so much for waiting on us. We love you and we love each other. Zach, I love you, man. Love you, man. Thank you. Take care. We'll yeah. talk to you soon. All right, dude. Thank you.